There's no such thing as questions, just hidden answers. Stay tuned to PH Murder Stories as we revisit the inconceivable crimes that exist. Some listeners may find the following content of PH Murder Stories highly disturbing due to its graphic nature. PH Murder Stories does not condone nor promote violence of all sorts. Listener discretion is advised. Before we proceed with this episode, we would like to give a shout out to Miss Vera Shaina Placides for reaching out to us through Instagram and our Facebook group, PH Murder Stories, The Verdict. Thank you for suggesting this case and supporting our podcast. As for our other listeners, please visit our website at phmurderstories.com and click File Your Blotter to submit your case suggestions. Now, let's proceed with Vera Shaina's suggestion. On January 7, 2020, an alleged high-value drug dealer from Spain and a surfer residing on the island of Chargao was killed by authorities at his home amid an illegal drugs operation. The police claimed that they acted in self-defense after the suspect fired gunshots against the agents that were apprehending him. Diego Bello La Fuente was only 32 years old when the police took away his life. He was a soccer player and a surfing enthusiast. He was a native of the town of Artisio in Alcoruña, a city in Galicia, Spain. His family has a business in the historic center of Santiago and has always been linked to the surfing community. He moved to the Philippines in 2018. In Chargao, he found his new home. He had three businesses, a hostel, a clothing store, and a leisure place. Many of Diego's friends and family do not believe that he has a drug problem, let alone dealing with illegal substances. One of Diego's closest friends, Oliver Mendez, claimed that the Philippine police murdered his friend. He urged Fernando Herrera Noguer, the general consul of Spain to Manila, to look into the death of Diego. According to a letter from Mendez to the general consul, he visited Diego in the Philippines a few months before his killing. He witnessed that Diego was a hard-working person, a generous employer to his staff, and a beloved member of the community. Mendez describes what happened to Diego as murder and asks the Spanish authorities to do everything in their power so that they can clarify what has really happened. He also seeks to show that his friend died in a dignified and honest way, and that Diego's death does not relate to shooting, weapons, and drug trafficking, because, quote, the only weapon Diego used in his life was love and his smile towards others, unquote. Diego was also planning many projects in the Philippines, but his life was cut short due to the controversial war on drugs. Meanwhile, other friends and acquaintances believe that extortion was one of the reasons why Diego got killed. They claim that the police were trying to extort money out of his businesses, though they don't have solid proof to back it up. According to a Spanish news outlet, Quince Mil, 
unnamed sources stated that police entered Diego La Fuente's bar, intending to close it to the public on the day of his death. It was not the first time that the police went to Diego's bar. People close to him have reason to believe that the police are extorting Diego for more money. But Diego did not oblige with their demands, which led to his death. His friends also took Diego's saddening story to social media. They also established a social media campaign that seeks to raise funds to repatriate their friend and help his family. It is essential to note that several human rights organizations and activist groups have criticized the Philippine National Police for falsifying evidence to justify their executions. In Diego Bello La Fuente's case, authorities found a pistol and 30,000 pesos worth of cocaine in the victim's possession. However, the authorities still have no clue on the whereabouts of the illegal drug supplier. While his family asks for discretion and tranquility to cope with such hard times, Diego's friends in the surfing industry are the ones that are loudly defending his reputation. Fortunately, they found an ally in the Philippines that might help them look for answers. Aside from defending the rights of every Filipino, the Commission on Human Rights, or CHR, is also mandated to protect the rights of migrants and investigate cases of extrajudicial killings. Upon hearing about Diego La Fuente's death, the CHR announced to the media that they will probe the extortion angle that may have led to Diego's unmerciful slaying. Diego's family and friends also demanded an autopsy of his body. It is a request that the CHR supports. According to CHR spokesperson Jacqueline Andeguia, quote, The commission backs the demand of family and friends of the victim to have an autopsy of his body to help shed light on the incident and calls on the PNP to uphold due process and ensure the integrity of all the evidence, unquote. Furthermore, the CHR also stated, quote, The commission maintains its position that the self-defense argument against La Fuente and all other suspects who have been killed in drug-related encounters with the police must be brought to court. Under Philippine and international law, police are only allowed to use force as a last resort and even then can only do the bare minimum to prevent further loss of life, unquote. The PNP, on the other hand, maintains that Diego Bello La Fuente was the top drug dealer in the region. They also found out that there have been several rape complaints filed against Diego. According to Captain Weiss Vicente Panuelos of the General Luna Police Station, which handled the flunked arrest of Diego La Fuente, quote, We have records here that the slain drug suspect had several standing rape complaints, unquote. However, not a single complaint was filed in court. Aside from the rape complaints, the General Luna police said that Diego La Fuente had been under surveillance due to his alleged involvement in the proliferation of illegal substances. Captain Panuelos also told media reporters that illegal substances such as crystal meth, marijuana, cocaine, and party drugs have increased on the island due to the influx of tourists. 
The police captain also dismissed the statements of Diego Lafuente's friends and maintains that they have solid evidence. They are now investigating if the cocaine valued at half a billion pesos found on the shores of San Isidro Chargao Islands last year could be traced to the slain drug suspect. Records on the autopsy on Diego Lafuentes' body were not released to the media, though it is said that his remains have been brought home to Spain. However, according to reports, the CHR said that Diego was shot six times when he was about to enter his residence. As of today, there are no updates on the General Luna police station's investigation on whether Diego Lafuente was involved in any illegal drug trade in the region. Another angle of the story, written by a Spanish journalist named Ferran Barber, wrote that Diego Lafuente's friends suggest that a powerful politician may have been behind the killing because of jealousy. Unfortunately, news outlets in the Philippines do not have write-ups on this particular angle so we decided not to mention the name of the alleged suspect. Based on Publico, a Spanish news outlet that focuses on editorial writing, where Ferran Barber's article was posted. According to Barber, his sources have reason to believe that a powerful politician linked Diego Lafuente to drug trafficking without providing any proof to hide his motives. According to Barber's sources, the Filipino politician was in Chargao, together with his beauty queen girlfriend. In August 2019, the politician, together with his girlfriend, showed up in La Santa Surf Bar, one of the businesses that Diego Lafuente owns together with his partner Arturo and another unnamed Spaniard. However, Diego was not in the bar during that time, as he had dengue and was said to be confined in a hospital in Manila. It was Arturo who spoke with the politician and his girlfriend. According to him, both came to complain about the volume of music coming from their bar. The politician's tone became more aggressive and proceeded to threaten Arturo and his two other business partners. He said, quote, You don't know who I am? You don't know what I can do with you guys. There are three of you, right? Where are the other two? I can shoot you make you disappear and throw your corpses into the mangrove." Unquote. After the altercation, neither of the Spaniards reported the death threat they received to the police. However, they reported the events to Ruel Oraliza, a barangay official in their community. Though there are no reports coming from the Philippine media about these claims, Barber's article then proceeded to suggest that there is more to the politician's threats aside from complaining of the noise coming from the Spanish businessman's bar. According to the article's source, there were rumors back then that the girlfriend of the politician had an affair with Diego Belo Lafuente. The victim was known to be a womanizer and his assets were his surfer's body and good-looking smile. However, one of Diego's best friends, Pedro Moreno, stated in Barber's article that Diego never had an affair with a politician's girlfriend. He said, quote, That is 100% false. They didn't even flirt in an innocent way. Never. And I know everything about him. I even had his Facebook passwords. 
He told me everything, and I've gone through what happened a thousand times in my head without understanding it. The article suggests that even if Diego did not have an affair with a politician's girlfriend, it did not necessarily mean that the politician had no reason to be suspicious or to overthink the possibility that might have given him the motive to have Diego La Fuente killed. Another close friend of Diego, Rebecca Diaz, told the writer of the article that the powerful politician had explicitly forbidden his girlfriend to visit La Santa Surf Bar. The islanders told her that the politician was a daddy's boy and control freak that belonged to a political dynasty. Meanwhile, Pedro, Arturo, and Gina, Diego's girlfriend, suggest that Envy might have been the reason why the politician had Diego killed. Diego La Fuente's success of putting up three businesses in Chargao might have ruffled some feathers. It turns out that the politician's girlfriend also had a bar near the location of La Santa Surf Bar. All three told Barber what probably irritated the politician was the fact that a Spanish-owned bar was dominating over his girlfriend's business. Also, his girlfriend lived in Chargao and had visited La Santa Surf Bar a couple of times without him, which might have brought out his jealousy towards a possible affair between his girlfriend and Diego. Despite the allegations committed by Barber through his article, it is important to know that authorities in the Philippines have not conducted their investigation towards this angle. As we mentioned earlier, there are no existing news outlets in the Philippines that wrote anything related to the claims of Ferran Barber and the Spanish news outlet publicly. The significance of Diego La Fuente's death has raised eyebrows in the Philippines and Spain. Was he really framed by a powerful politician to be a drug dealer out of jealousy? Did the police set up the suspect to make it look like another drug pusher that fought back because he was not following the demands of the local police to pay them money? Or did Diego live another life that involved illegal drugs that none of his friends and family knew about? There are different assumptions in this particular case that lack a lot of important or valid information. We could only wait and see if someone will come out with legitimate evidence and information to shed light on the death of Diego Bello La Fuente. But for now, we will let you be the verdict on this case. Once again, we would like to thank Vera Shaina Placides for suggesting this case to us. For further updates, please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at PH Murder Stories, and subscribe to our YouTube channel, PH Murder Stories. If you have case suggestions, please go to our website at phmurderstories.com and fill out the request form at File Your Blotter. Did you like this episode? Give us a rating on Apple Podcasts, or if you're listening in other platforms, kindly send us a review on our Facebook page or send us a tweet. You can also share our podcast to your Instagram and Facebook stories through Spotify. Your support would significantly benefit PH Murder Stories to produce more quality content. 
We're also inviting you to join our Facebook group, PH Murder Stories, The Verdict, and participate in our bi-weekly discourse about true crime, both local and international. This group is a safe space for true crime and mystery fans like us who want to engage in thorough discussions about the subject. See you there, suspects. The verdict is in your hands. See you there. One of the most gruesome murders towards an overseas Filipino worker happened in 2016 when authorities from Kuwait discovered the body of a missing Filipina placed in a freezer at an abandoned apartment. The gruesome discovery of her remains sent shockwaves across the OFW community. In 2007, a young mother fighting for custody of her two daughters suddenly disappeared. Two years later, she was found cemented inside a drum dumped in the waters of Navota City, Metro Manila. After a valid testimony of a disgruntled witness who later on recanted his story and became missing up to this date. At midnight of July 18, 2002, a 32-year-old British businessman was found murdered at his apartment in Makati City, Metro Manila. For years, the case would go unsolved, while his mother battled to piece together the clues of his death. Want to hear the rest of these sensational true crime stories? Subscribe as a prime suspect at our Patreon page and get one bonus exclusive case every month for only $5. Patreon is a way to join your favorite creators community and pay them for making the stuff you love. You can now pay a few bucks per month or per post that the creator makes. For more updates, please visit our website at phmurderstories.com, subscribe to our YouTube channel, PH Murder Stories, and follow our social media accounts on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at PH Murder Stories.